Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Broadcasting, broadcasting, broadcasting to the world. Broadcasting to the world, to the world, to the world. Spreading the news and information. BlakeRadio.com. Music for your mind, body, and soul. Talk radio at its best. You're listening to Rainbow Soul from BlakeRadio.com. Topically yours on the Blake Radio Network, Rainbow Soul. I'm your host, Deirdre Schuler, and my guest today is Marshall Charloff. 
the purple experienced frontman who impersonates the icon and artist known as Prince. Well, Prince died on April 21, 2016, and was born June 7, 1958, in Minneapolis, Minnesota, where Charloff also lives. The Purple Experience, led by Matt Dr. Fink. Fink was Prince's scrub-wearing keyboardist in the band Revolution since 2011. The Purple Experience toured sporadically, but since the death of Prince on April 21st, interest in the band has exploded. And now the Purple Experience and Marshall Charloff perform in tribute to Prince, bringing him to life, imitating Prince's vocals, music, and princely style. Marshall Charloff first met Prince as a teenager, and Charloff at the time was in a band with Prince's cousin. Thirty years later, Marshall Charloff would light up stages impersonating the Purple One. Marshall Charloff and the Purple Experience will be performing at Lehman Center for the Performing Arts in the Bronx on Saturday, May 20th at 8 p.m. Interested parties, if they want to see the show, and they should, can call for tickets at 718-960-8833. And you can also go online at www.lehmancenter.org. And I'm sure the show is going to be purple, purplicious. Well, Mr. Charloff, as you may be able to hear, is waiting in the wings. So let's welcome him to the show. A welcome, Marshall. Thanks, Deirdre. Good to be with you. It's my pleasure. Well, as you know, I started off the show with the song Breakdown because I watched an interview with Prince in Arsenio Hall. And Arsenio asked Prince what his favorite song was. Prince answered that ordinarily it would be the next one. But he had right. to admit that Breakdown was his favorite. Hmm. And I'm sure others have their favorite. So what's yours? <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, what's my favorite Prince song? Um, I'm just going to say The Ballad of Dorothy Parker. That's my favorite Prince song. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, you familiar and, with and why? No, I'm not. Okay. Um, I think it's his jazz influence, which um, is very evident in that song, in in much of his work. But I guess that's what I really gravitate towards is the jazzier stuff, the the little bit more evolved musicality in his work um, that inspires me as a musician. He comes from a very musical family. In fact, one of his cousins mm-hmm. lives um, in, in in my complex, and he he's a jazz musician. And I think his sister mm-hmm. is too. Is that is that correct? <laughs> that, I don't know that much. His about cousin, his the cousin that you met, was he into jazz? Oh, not really. No, no, he's a funkster. I mean, he's he's still <laughs> my friend, and um, he he's got a little edge to him, but no, not so much. Jazz. He he was never really schooled in music uh, the way you know, Prince is self-taught. But but his cousin was he had the genes and the genetic predisposition, but he didn't um, study. Um, so no, not so well. Much some jazz. people are just natural natural musicians. True, but jazz did you is study? 
Yes, all oh, every day. Constantly evolving. I can understand that in jazz because it's very intellectual art. And and basically it seems to create itself once you get on stage. You just go with the flow, right? Well, once, once the preparation is... Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know that saying where it's like uh, a percentage of inspiration and then there's also uh, a percentage of preparation. So you must first have the preparation before you can fully realize the inspiration. So I'm fully, not fully, but I'm, I'm evolving, as I said, but I'm studied in jazz and, and in blues and, and, and in music in general. So when I'm inspired, I can go to my vocabulary. And that's all music is. It's like, you know, if you did, if we didn't go to, um, school and we didn't get an education, um, it'd be difficult to be able to, um, you know, speak, basically speak the language and communicate without having, you know, some, some of the rules down, some of the um, training, basic understanding of, of how language works. So that's kind of how I look at it. Well, as I mentioned before, you, you met Prince as a teenager how did that mm-hmm. come about um it was from as you as you stated from being in a band with his cousin and um and actually i was giving him a little bit of grief because i didn't i didn't believe he was his cousin and he was <laughs> saying well no what do you how, you want me to prove it to you and i said yeah prove it to me and and uh, he took me to a rehearsal space where um, Prince was recording at the time and was rehearsing. And, and I was able to meet him in person. And I was invited into the rehearsal space. And it was basically a private performance. Um, I met the Revolution there. That was the first time I met Matt. And uh, I met Prince on many occasions after that. So it was kind of the right place at the right time, I guess. Well, did you became part of the revolution band? No, absolutely not. No, I'm not part of the revolution band. That's just where I met the revolution. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I thought I read somewhere that you had played in the band, the revo- the, the band revolution. No, I guess not. No, at all. Not at all. No, Matt played with me. Matt's the keyboard player for the revolution and I've done shows with um, with Bobby Z and with Matt and with Andre Simone and I've performed with them but no the revolution is just those five members and I'm definitely not part of that well how did you and when did you become a member of the purple experience I know you're part of that I am a big <laughs> large part of that a yes. big part of that exactly mm-hmm um, well, uh, I am the front man. Um, that kind of, that came together back in 2010. I actually, you know how Facebook gives you that little memory from seven years ago or whatever it was oh, that yeah. showed up today. Uh-huh. So it was exactly seven years ago today that, uh, I performed at the rock and roll hall of fame, um, with, with Dr. Fink and with 94 East. 
And some of your listeners, and maybe even yourself, Deirdre, are familiar with the 94 East original recordings, uh, which was Prince's introduction into recording and into the studio um, through Pepe Willie, which was Prince's first musical mentor and manager and, and very instrumental in, in, in the past uh, of getting Prince uh, on the national stage. And Pepe signed me when I was 18 to a developmental wow. contract. So um, I've been a session player on the 94 East albums going way, way, way back. And in fact, I'm on the recordings with Prince on the 94 East uh, series. Um, so when Pepe was invited to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, with his band 94 East, I was asked to be part of that. And so I, I was on guitar, Matt was on keys, and 94 East uh, performed on the same bill as Cheap Trick and Atlanta Rhythm Section, um, Black Crows, Dave Mason, and just so many world-class artists. And that was the first time that I performed live with Matt. And um, wow. I, I'd been in the studio with him before prior to that but that was the first time we were we shared the stage and after that performance we kind of just chatted a little bit about how fun it was and and if we wanted to perform um the prince catalog if we wanted to do more shows together and it was agreed upon that we would not um we would be picky and choosy as to how we went about it, what the approach was, what venues we would accept, that kind of a thing. And so in early 2011, we put together the rest of the band and you know, all the things that are necessary to launch a project. And we started doing shows, and it was infrequent, like maybe once a month. And we did some larger shows around the country. Um, with the emphasis being on a high level of execution musically and um, also just in the presentation that it couldn't be corny or cheesy um, and that we did it with Prince's blessing. So that's kind of how it started way back, uh, well, almost seven years ago. Now, who are the other members of Purple Experience? Tracy Blake, um, the guitar. Uh, Tracy plays with the NPG also, as does Corey Eichen, who's on keys, who's also uh, plays keys for New Power Generation. Um, Ron Karen, drummer, who um, is also the drummer for the Rembrandts, and Tina and the B-Sides and the Melismatics. Uh, and then Ron Long on the bass, who did a lot of work with Prince's father, John Nelson, uh, recorded and produced. And Ron Long has been on tour with everybody from Christina Aguilera, LL Cool J, and even the Backstreet Boys. Wow, that's so, a nice uh, assortment. Yeah, yeah, long resume of the band members of Purple Experience. Well, Prince was a, a multi-instrumentalist. Are, are you as well? Yes, I am. 
what are some of the instruments? Uh, we know you play guitar and, and keyboard. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, all the, all the instruments in my band. Um, wow. So that was so the drums, the bass, the guitar, and, and the keys. Well, music's music, and I, I mean, I think that's the way Prince approached it, that, I mean, in Prince's case, he was music. Um, so to be able to express yourself on the various instruments, it really d- doesn't matter that much what instrument you're picking up, because if you have something to say, and, and as I mentioned earlier, if you have some preparation and you understand the language, it really doesn't matter what instrument you pick up you're just communicating that language um, interpreted through that instrument well that's a lovely way of putting it I never heard anyone say it like that I've never said that (laughs) so (laughs) well thank you for a first Um, yeah also obviously the voice is a, a musical instrument and um Mm-hmm. Prince had several vocal ranges. Is that mm-hmm. difficult when when you get on stage to imitate him to to move into falsetto and bass and all those other uh, ranges all. that he he did? No, how, how does that? It's not difficult. Well, just because um, I the way I approach this is I'm. Unaffected. I try not to put on the affect, um, and fortunately, I don't have to. Fortunately, my my vocal, just the intonation of my vocal, is very similar, without putting on an affect. Um, mm. If that makes sense, I, I get to just. It's such a blessing because I get to just sing as myself which happens to sound like Prince, which is so amazing that I, I don't have to put it on, which therefore it comes off genuine. Um, and I think it comes off respectfully. And also, um, you know, I've been told, I just performed with the Seattle Symphony Orchestra Tuesday night. And afterwards, wow. people come up. Yeah. And they said, they said, um, you know, what I really appreciated was your own artistry was a part of this performance. So if I felt like I, I was experiencing Marshall Charloff, the artist, as a vessel performing Prince's catalog. And so I, I felt like I got a little bit of both. It wasn't just um, Prince, but I also was able to enjoy your artistry. And I thought that was a huge compliment. I was about to say, that's quite the compliment. Yeah. Um, because, it, you know, I'm there to, um, to celebrate and to honor Prince. I mean, that's why the people are coming to the show, and certainly to the symphony. Um, they want to hear that music in that catalog. Um, but I don't think it's appropriate to put on an affect where it seems almost like, well, you suggested it's an impersonation and I guess it is, but from, from the way I'm interpreting it, I'm just being myself doing his catalog and 
it somehow comes off genuine, but at the same time, you're getting the experience that you're at a Prince performance. Well, now this is based on what you just said. My next question, forgive it. I'm going to say that imitation is a serious form of flattery, so they mm-hmm. say. But mm-hmm. uh, do you know whether Prince thought so when he when it came to the purple experience? Did he embrace yeah. the purple experience and enjoy it? Um, I didn't meet with him. Matt did so. What was conveyed is that he did appreciate the execution of it musically. Um, Prince didn't necessarily appreciate the um, the costuming and the personification because he he was always he wanted it to be about the music and not about the the character or his personification. So the focus was on the highest level uh, of, of musical execution that we were capable of. Well, I can, I can understand uh, that from his perspective, but also when you're showing the full person, the costume comes along with it, would you say? Um, yeah, I think the, the, I mean, that's, that's why he was just so all encompassing. It wasn't just his musicianship, which was, you know, unsurpassed or his writing or his singing. Um, but it was also his image and his look, which was so, uh, I don't know. It was just so cutting edge and and it it always challenged and it was always like um, it was unique um, but it was it was almost just as breathtaking as the rest of the package that he offered and so at this point it's completely iconic I mean he owns the color purple you know if you're talking about music and and the color purple it's instantly associated with Prince Oh, absolutely. And, and and speaking of that, I, do you mind if I play one of his uh, uh, well-known songs and what he's basically known for, uh, Purple Rain? Okay. Well, here we go, Prince and Purple Rain. I never meant to cause you when it's all over. Never meant to cause you any pain Only wanted one time to see you laughing Oh 
never wanted to be your weekend lover. No. I only wanted to be some kind of friend. can't do a show without singing Purple Rain, can you? But to to answer your question, yeah, Purple Rain is an anthem and it's definitely part of our show. Now, you said that you, you had uh, visited Prince and seen him many times. Did you ever go to Paisley Park? Yeah, I worked at Paisley Park. Oh, cool. I haven't gone since he's passed. I haven't attended the um, museum, um, and I'm not sure I will, but I went many years ago. I was actually in, in the, uh, I was an extra when he filmed uh, Sign of the Times. So it was concert footage, but he brought people to Paisley Park to get some close-up shots, and there was maybe 50 or 60 of us that were there for, I think I was there three days in a row, like eight-hour days while we were filming uh, close-up shots. Nice. I know he has a studio there in, in Casley Park as well. That was, that was a complex, right, his residence and, and studio and so forth? Yeah. I mean, he, he had a, a, an apartment there where where he, I mean, because he was recording all the time and inspired all the time, it just made sense that he had somewhere to sleep and somewhere to reside while he was recording. But um, it was mainly his production complex. So there there was a sound stage. There was, I believe, three studios. And, uh, and then, you know, he was able to shoot videos. Like uh, Alphabet Street was filmed there. So it was kind of all under one roof. And it was also open to the public. Nice. As a recording studio. Now, I'm sure more people visit it now somewhat as a, a, a remembrance and, well, uh, not a museum, but a memorial to him. Well, they actually call it a museum. And, they, oh, and they it do. is okay. open. Yeah, they do. And it is open uh, for tours. Um, and I believe the people that are behind um, Graceland, 
people that run Graceland, uh, Elvis's estate, are also involved. So that's where, what it's become now. Interesting. Yeah. Now, you you imitate well. You imitate uh, Prince uh, costume wise, and and does the show also look like a Prince show? Does he have dancers? Did you have dancers in the show and various singers, or okay. is it you do? No, no. Um, there's a lot of dancing going on, but that's coming from me and and from from the Purple Experience bandmates. Um, no. There, this isn't a Vegasy kind of an act. Um, nothing against a, a Vegasy kind of act. I'm just letting you know. This is all Minneapolis musicians um, execute, executing the music on, on the highest level that we can, and um, and giving you the the full experience. Um, but there's there's not a whole lot of misdirection or distraction with. Um, there's no dancers or anything like that. Um, okay, just wanted to get an idea of, of what to expect from the purple yeah. experience. Yes. Uh, but now they say you resemble him. So, do you resemble him to the point you don't have to to make up or anything like that? That you look that much like him, or do you have to uh, make yourself look more like him through makeup? Well, even he. <laughs> Even he made himself look more like him. He wore makeup every day. So well, wearing makeup. Know. What's that? No, you know what I'm saying. Not that just everybody knows Prince wore makeup. I'm just saying that right. do you have to, to make yourself up more to look like him? I, I also wear makeup, yeah. I also uh, have to make myself up, Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. I, I just want. How did Prince look different at different times? So do you have like a mm-hmm. a, a bunch of wigs and and things like no. that? No, because that. No, that's a whole different show. If if there was different wigs, in other words, if you went, if it was actually Prince and you went to go see a Prince show. The hairstyle that he started the show with would be the same hairstyle that he ended the show with because that was seeing Prince in that real-time shared experience. Um, And that's what we offer. How I look in the beginning, you know, with the wig and and my look is the same at the end. I don't change wigs. That would be – not there's anything wrong with that. No, no, I I didn't mean it like that. I didn't mean it like that. I meant that – Oh. Prince would go and look different times on different shows. Of course, he would stay the same at, according to the look that he wore at the beginning right. and the end. But do you do right. uh, different looks of Prince? I guess that's what I'm saying. No. No. I I pretty much have the same one look of Prince okay. and different costumes, and uh, which changes the look. Um Throughout the show, there's there's several different costumes. So in that respect, you're getting okay. different eras um, from the uh, cloud outfit that he wore in um, Raspberry Beret um, to the you know the the iconic Edwardian puppy shirt and the purple coat and, and all that stuff. 
very inspired by by Hendrix and even Elvis um, these looks so yeah you get a lot of that okay also um, well you spend a lot of time being a prince through purple experience but you yourself Marshall Charloff are you a Mm -hmm. composer in your own right I am yeah I have a few solo albums out. I'm, I've written for uh, the Commodores. And I've written for Little mm. Anthony and Imperials and uh, Lip Sync and a lot of other people. Um, but I have my solo album, which came out just a year ago, and it's called Marshall 11. Um, and you okay. can get that on MarshallCharloff.com or even on our Purple Experience website. There's a store there. Or it's on iTunes. And and, you, and they can find you also. Do you have your own website? And I guess you're on Facebook. Yeah, I'm on Facebook. Or, yeah, just MarshallCharloff.com. Okay, so in case people want to look you up and find your, your own music. Yeah, sure. Now, yeah, I mentioned that you're going to be. Uh, are you? You're on tour. Are you presently presently on tour? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I do probably a dozen performances a year with various symphony orchestras around wow. the country That's and fantastic. even outside the country. Yeah. Um, you can actually see if if you were interested the. On New Year's Eve, I fronted the Detroit Symphony Orchestra, and that's that show was was recorded and produced by PBS. So it's a really well produced show with many different camera angles, and it was broadcast live on on New Year's Eve um, all over the world. But there's recordings of that on the DSO.org, Detroit Symphony Orchestra, so you can. Check that out. But I've Check performed with Pittsburgh Symphony, the Portland Symphony, the like I said, Tuesday the Seattle Symphony Orchestra, um, Indianapolis Symphony twice. Um, shoot, I'm going to forget some of them, but <laughs> many. And there's there's several more coming. And then with Purple Experience, and I'm not doing the symphony. Um, we are working kind of weekend warrior stuff. So pretty much every weekend we're somewhere in the country. And you mentioned you go out, you've been outside the country. Where have you performed uh, abroad? Just just Canada. Um, we've been to Toronto a few times, both with Purple Experience and um, um, with the symphony also. So far that's, that's the only... Um, country outside of the U.S. There's Interesting, because I would think the Europeans would love to see Prince. Yeah, it's just a, it, for sure. Um, those tours have been offered, and Dubai has been offered, and so far our schedule has been full here in the U.S., and there's just a lot of logistical things that are involved with leaving the country for a long time. Everybody's got a family. Everybody in my band. And, uh, oh, okay. So it's just making it all work, and it's definitely not ruled out in the future. Um, but for now, it's pretty much the U.S. 
Well, speaking of that, I want to mention again that that the Purple Experience will be at Lehman Center for the Performing Arts on May 20th at 8 p.m. And I'm definitely looking forward to that. We're now celebrating this genius, this artist, this icon. Um, and a lot of people are still healing. And there's a community that is almost unexplainable that when gathered together and sharing this music and some stories, excuse me, um, there's some healing power in it. Um, So though this will speak to people in your audience that that know what I'm talking about. They'll be like, yeah, I'm I'm part of that fiber and that community. And, And it's, you know, that you throw around the word tribute, because, uh, you know, that is the word for paying tribute to an artist. It just means more now than it than it did the, the previous five and a half years that the project was was going. And it just means so much more now. Yes, I, it's, I definitely want to say that it is a tribute show and that there will, no, there will be no one that can be Prince. But at right. least we hope that the tribute show is a tribute. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And um, yeah, it, go ahead. It, it's it's done with respect, and and we love Prince. And Prince was my mentor. Um, Prince was. Um, so many things to me, not just as a musician, but as a man also. Um, and what was Prince like for those that always wondered what was he like? He always seemed like a very somewhat shy person, but a spiritual person as well. Mm-hmm. Would you say that's true? Undoubtedly, absolutely. I mean, you all you got to do is listen to any of his song, almost any of his songs. Yeah, and the messaging is is powerful, and there's tons of of spiritual themes, um, and a lot of it was afterlife themes. A lot of it was living living for today, and and, and also keeping an eye on living for uh, the next phase, which is the afterlife. And he's yeah, he's profound in that mm-hmm. way. Very profound. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Some people say that he he sort of expected his death. I don't know if that's true or not, but I, I would think that the nature of the man, he would not fear it. I would agree with that statement. Yeah. Mhm. Well, how how long is your show, by the way? Um, usually. Excuse me. Usually two hours. Kind of depends oh. on the audience. Um, if you know, it, it's there's some organic elements to the show. We don't always do the same set. Um, <clears throat> there's a segment where I play the piano solo with the audience, and and sometimes that goes really long. Sometimes it goes shorter. Kind of depends. But it's usually about two hours. Well, I'm sure the people won't care how long it is. 
You know, once yeah. the people start getting the passion, there's a passion. Mm-hmm. Do you feel the energy? Is that also what what keeps you going? The energy of the people, the passion you feel coming from them. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. That's what it's about. Definitely. Mhm. Well, is there anything? I haven't asked you that you would like to say because we're coming to the end of the show. Was that fast enough? <laughs> I think you covered a lot. I think we both covered a lot of ground. Um, as as we mentioned, um, coming out to the show uh, is a celebration, and it and it's it's a party at the same time. So welcome. I welcome all the fans to come out and uh, look forward to meeting you, Deirdre. And uh, well, invite me backstage, and, and they'll bring me back. They'll bring me back to <laughs> take a picture with you. you Does that happen? That. Yeah, oh, they'll they'll the do that. Or you can do that. Okay, well, I I really really appreciate. Uh, you coming on the show and and sharing your life with us, your career, your music, and and your time. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Just a reminder to fans that that uh, want to buy tickets to the Purple Experience. You can call the Lehman Center box office at 718-960-8833 or go online at www.lehmancenter.org. And now we're going to end the show with Prince's Cream. To If you want tickets to the, the Purple Experience, then you should call the Lehman Center box office for their Saturday, May 20th show at 8 p.m. at 718-960-8833 or go online at www.lehmancenter.org. And now I want to identify this station. This is the Blake Radio Network, Rainbow Soul. I'm your host, Deirdre Schuler, and I want to thank my audience for making my topic topically yours. And now here we go with Prince and Cream.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.